Especially in times of conflict and division, there are those who will try to convince you to act against your own best rational self-interest. And it's sad. It's pathetic. It's it's disgusting. It's a uh, it's a, one of those. I, I am a fan of human nature. I am a fan of humanity. I am go team people every day. But I look at this and it's oh, one of those things about just humanity in general that die. Yeah, you, you're not supposed to feel good about this. Is this is one of the features of human society that when things are bad, sometimes. Bad characters are brought out. Sometimes challenges reveal the best in humanity, and, and really overall, that's probably the case. That we rise to the challenge. That in times of hardship, we see what we're really made of. And at the same time, given our present circumstances, we see the dark side of that coin. And that there are people who will lie and cheat and steal and deceive and take advantage of your fear, take advantage of your circumstances to kick you while you're down. And it's not so much, it's not, it's not really kick you, they don't, you know, you know, it's kicking you while you're, yeah, they'll kick you if they have to to distract you while stealing your wallet. But no, that's taking advantage of people while they are suffering. And the most emotionally manipulative, disgusting form of this that I see right now is the people who try to convince you to be less loving, to be less empathetic, to be more afraid. I hope I can strike a cautionary note today and tell you, look, just don't fall for it. And yes, I'm I'm thinking of the, the Twitter trolls who are starting to get under my skin. I'm thinking about the mask bullies. I'm thinking about the Trump apologists. I'm thinking about the people who are like Biden today. Trump is our first racist president. <laughs> Oh, really? I'm sorry, Mr. Biden. Have you heard of Abraham Lincoln? And I don't mean the textbook version. Have you heard the horrifically racist things he said about black people? Uh, no, and, and Mr. Biden, if you were elected president, you would not be our second racist president for all the things that you did to justify racist criminal criminal justice policy. When you are in the U.S. Senate, <laughs> you would not be, oh, my gosh, Biden, our second racist president. No, but there there are people right now, and it's even Joe Biden and President Trump who are doing this, and they are making this part of their message now. Maybe not now. This has always been a part of politics. But in particular, right now, there are people who want you to be afraid. I think about the, the, the protesters in Oregon. This is you know, part of my conversation on Twitter saying, look, if you – support violence being used against people because you disagree with them. Don't be surprised if they're going to believe the same thing and violence ends up being used against you for your beliefs. 
But Adam, they're violent. They're looters. They're rioters. What about Adam? But what about this, Adam? Shouldn't you give up your empathy for this? Shouldn't you hate these people for this? Shouldn't you give up the love that you have for humanity because these people did this bad thing over here this one time? Shouldn't you give up your principles because these are bad people who don't deserve love and empathy? No. And in times of confusion and suffering, sometimes those voices are tempting when you can't take the time as you might normally do so to fact check them, to logic check them, to go, no, no, love love is still a beautiful thing. Empathy is still critically important to moving humanity forward to a free society. No, 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 you cannot give up these basic principles. And as libertarians, as we are quick to point out, it is in times of crisis that your principles are all the more important. And these basic principles behind libertarianism, of, of the universality of the human experience, you, you are entitled to your rights because you are a human, not because you are a human who understands politics correctly just like I do. No. It is all the more important in times like these not just to stick to our principles that, you know, the, the non-aggression principle applies to every single human being universally, but the, the principles behind that, that no matter what evil they have done or even are doing, every human being deserves love and respect and empathy. If anything, the people doing evil all the more so. We learn from nonviolent communication that everything a human being says could be essentially boiled down to please or thank you. Every act of violence, every violent communication even, yes, using violence metaphorically here, is a tragic cry, a tragic plea for an unmet need to be met. Those who do the greatest evil in the world, it is, it is easy, although intellectually lazy, and a failure of compassion to say that, oh, they're just, it's just greed and, and, and power. they want power and, and they're just evil people. No. No. Even those among us who do the greatest evil in the world, the bankers, the politicians, the war profiteers, the special interests, the lobbyists, why? Why do they do what they do? Do we accept this intellectually lazy answer. Oh, they're just they're just bad people. Every now and then, you know, just one of them instead of being stamped good, what they forget they stamp evil and oh out they come from the factory. They're just evil people. No, that's not how it happens. And it is a disservice 
to reality, to freedom, to your fellow human beings, to deny them that basic respect for their humanity. Do not let the voices of fear and bullying and dehumanization make you forget this fundamental truth about love and freedom. They do go hand in hand. And today is July 23rd, 2020. Welcome to Adam versus the Man. Thank you so much for joining us today. Got to start with some bad news right off the top. I mean, I don't know. We could, we could spin this as good news. I think that's what he would do. Roger Stone is not going to be joining us today. He's pushed back for a week. Totally understandable. You know, it, why is he coming on my show? It's a friendly favor. It's not like, oh, in order to support Trump or clear his name, he has to come talk to the Adam versus the Man audience. So we're we're I'm I'm grateful uh, for Roger Stone joining us next week, and uh, we're we're gonna have some more prep for that. So no no uh, no guests today, but uh, we do have a lot of fun headlines lined up. We do want to get to your comments as well today, and we've got in studio. Comment, Jim Freedom, right here, right yeah. here inside my fridge. No, he's over there, technically. Anyway, all right. It, I, it's funny to us every time. It's probably getting really boring for the, especially those of you listening to the audio production going, what are they pointing at? This is an audio production. All right, yes, thank you for joining us today. Comment, Jim Freedom. Now, uh, Jim, did, that that little opener... I mean, I don't know if I'm like, am I letting the trolls get under my skin? Because I have to be like, yeah, really, no, I have to remind myself. But I, I don't know. I think people in general are being pulled off of these fundamental truths by trolls. And it's not just on Twitter. It's our troll in chief. It's the mainstream media. It's all these pundits who feed off of negativity. You know, it would be really easy for me in this show to make this. You know, I could go the Alex Jones direction, and I don't mean supporting Trump. You know, that's right. that's separate. You know, I don't mean abandon principles and you know just go from being anti-authority, pro-freedom to being like pro-tyranny, pro-Trump, right? I, but I mean, like you know, going with the fear, I, maybe because that's where it leads, right? You know, but like I, a lot of libertarian pundits and and, and shows and, and media producers cover the world with, be afraid of this, be afraid of this, tyranny's coming here, more tyranny here, look out for this, oh my god, here's this, and, and like, I don't know if you noticed, while we cover reality and those very real threats, that's not what this show is about, right? I, I hope that's why people appreciate it. It's, it's you know, it's, it makes it harder to grow, because you don't get to, you know, play into the sensationalism, and you know, like, I can't say mean, like, if I say mean things about, you know, other public figures who don't deserve it, like, you know, we can start Twitter flame wars and get into stuff like that and get, like, audience crossover. But we don't do that. You know, it's, it's, stick to that positive message. And I know that we have enough people who, uh, you know, love and support what we do here and make it possible through Patreon. But, Tim. Any uh, any hot comments so far this morning? Uh, yeah, well, Gina Wilcox would like you to know, Hi, Adam, don't worry, this too shall pass. The world is evolving. The powerful love the vulnerable, but love always wins. Well said. Thank you, Gina. Yeah, sometimes I, I need that reassurance, too. Like, hey, you guys, 
you guys are with me on this, right? Right, audience? Like, I'm not, I'm not the only one that you're not, you're not falling for all the hate, are you? Okay, good. I appreciate the reminder. I like Greg's face idea. We need to make it a penis. Yeah, well, hey, um, standing offer, I guess if, but it, the thing is, anybody could say they were the naked, I mean, I could come out and say I was the naked, that was me, I actually shaved, and you just can see my, I wear a bodysuit, <laughs> okay, no, maybe, but no, really, any you know, any woman who has a figure that's, a, the body that's passable for naked Athenas, you go, okay, well, yeah, well, that's, I guess someone, is someone hunting down the the huntress? Like, is someone? Is someone? I, there got to be plenty of dudes going. Yeah. I got. I'm gonna show her. Like, someone has got to have like doxed her at this. I mean, because the, the the reports um, were that she she appeared as an apparition and then disappeared into the crowd, right? And it's like, there's no way some random horny dude didn't just follow her to her car. Like, there's some, there's no... There's got to be more Like, did she have... Movie. Right, did she have, like, an escape route planned? Did did, did she, like, slip into the cloud, crowd and, like, drive into... Yeah, like, have a vehicle pick her up and, you know, unmarked? I don't know. I didn't get that part of the story. Someone wants to tell me, like, what actually... Like, I'm, well, I am a little curious that. about this. Right, we, we do have some updates from from Portland to get into today. We have our our general coronaphobia update block. We have actually there are a couple stories we're going to share about Elaine Maxwell when we get to them today. And I did pull up the Wikipedia page for martial law in Poland. Remember we talked about this because it came up in the good news yesterday that it was this day in 1983 that martial law ended in Poland. I was like you could just end martial law like Boom! So we, I pulled up. We got, we've got some interesting answers. Uh, maybe if, maybe this will be our post-show discussion today. But we also have some highlights from the Wallace Trump interview. And if you haven't heard about this, you're probably um, one of the sane, cool kids who's not paying way too much attention to politics like us. But no, this was, this was a big interview. This was really significant. So we're gonna get. CJ on stage here for a little discussion about this for the uh, for, for one of our first for, I guess this is our top news segment for the show is the three of us doing a breakdown on on some highlights from that interview. Um, any other uh, any other hot uh, comments we'll before we get to that? On Facebook, Which headline? The headline of the show? What are we talking about? Wait, what's the title of the show? No, I forgot. It was like, well, I, I wanted to call it Welcome to the Brave New Normal, but we Trump we already did the show. Trump is not first president. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Trump is not. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. Um, oh, okay, so, I mean, what's behind it? I guess it's what's behind it is that Joe Biden came out and said, like, I hear this is the story. I was going to cover as a separate story. I might as well just get to it now. It's, it's not a big deal. It's not like I'm going to, you know. Anyway, this is from the Associated Press. Joe Biden calls Trump the country's first racist president. Joe Biden said Wednesday that President Donald Trump was the country's first racist president. The presumptive Democratic presidential nominee's comments came during a virtual town hall organized by the SEIU, Service Employees International Union, one of these big conglomerate uh, liberal unions. And uh, let's see. Ooh. Keep adjusting my, my my desk was too close. That's why I, I, my laptop kept popping into the screen. Why is, what's wrong with these angles here? All right. 
Um, so we'll fix. We'll, I'll keep fiddling with my tripod while I bring you the new the story. Uh, the SEIU is one of these big conglomerate, uh, you know, Democrat Party lackey union service employees international union SEIU service. You know, that's that's like it's it's a, it's a very inclusive union that doesn't really include everybody under that header. Uh, the pres- anyway. When a questioner complained of racism surrounding the coronavirus outbreak and mentioned the president referring to it as the China virus, Biden responded by blasting Trump and his spread of racism. The way he deals with people based on the color of their skin, their national origin, where they're from, is absolutely sickening. No sitting president has ever done this. Never, never, never. No Republican president has done this. No Democrat president. We've had racists, and they've existed. They've tried to get elected president. He's the first one that has. Now, I, like, I haven't read this, the rest of the story yet, um, but let's see. Biden also suggests that Trump is using race as a wedge, distracting his mishandling of the pandemic. Many presidents, including the nation's first, George Washington, owned slaves. Well, first of all, George Washington isn't the nation's first president, but that's not immediately relevant to the story. President Woodrow Wilson, the country's 28th president, is having his name removed from Princeton University's Public policy school after recent protests against institutional racism and police brutality. Wilson, who served in the early 20th century, supported segregation and imposed it on several federal agencies. So, yeah, Biden is, is pretty well getting called out on this. I don't, I don't think we need to pile on. Um, well, shall we get into it? Uh, do, do we want to do the Trump? Wallace commentary first. I mean, if that's the case, let's get let's get CJ up on stage here for this because I want we want to get all three of us in on this is for the, for this discussion. CJ, if you could put us to the side and get the Trump Wallace interview clip queued up. Uh, this is so. This is Mike Wallace. Is it Mike Wallace? Mike Wallace. I'm, I don't know. So remember when I got the, the Arizona governor's first name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like, uh, Gary. Yeah, it's Gary. Like, <laughs> am I thinking Gary Busey? Like, yeah. Gary, Doug Ducey, our, our governor here? No, okay. So, um, do, do we have it, CJ? Uh, not just at the second here. YouTube was giving me a little issue here. I had to refresh and reset. Yeah. But, Chris uh, Wallace. Chris, yeah. Chris, yeah, no, I, 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 I have it here now. Uh, you you did forget we do have a contest today though. So oh right, uh, so let's do the contest clip first. Go for it, CJ. Okay, so this is a who is the speaker? What TV show are they on? And the tiebreaker is what is the year closest to the date? So uh, that is for that. So I will hit it next. Do you believe that there is going to be a day where there's going to be a female in the White House as president? And how how do you feel about that? I wouldn't vote for her. You would or wouldn't? Would not. Would not. No. Why not? For many reasons. I've written an article about that in my former magazine. You'll have to find out my reasons there. Yes. The magazine is the objective. Would you not vote for her because she was a woman, even if she were better qualified than any man? Uh, if we had fallen that law, I might.
All right. So the speaker, the TV show, the tiebreaker is the closest to the date, month, year. Um, all right. So I do have the Mike Wallace ready, sir. Um, I mean, how much of this right. you want to play is up to you. It's 40 minutes long. Well, I, thought, I thought we had a highlight clip reel, no? Yeah, we had a highlight clip of somebody else's show, and we, and we had Fox News meat and potatoes. So, right, but we don't want to do the whole 40 minutes. We wanted high, Jim, didn't you have... I sent him the four-minute clip. Oh, yeah, let's do the... Oh, the four-minute clip, yes. Okay, give me a second. That's not one that's all, like, pro-Trump, is it? That's uh, the like, one you were saying was all giving Trump the benefit of the doubt. So yeah, we don't yeah we don't want that. We want like the highlights of the, so the conversation. You said you found a highlight one, right? TV? No, 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 no. I did not say Uh-oh. I found a highlight one. I said we found a Trevor Noah one. We didn't want to use his his highlights either. And there are no actual highlights of this that have been made yet. So. Oh, there are tons of highlight videos that are it, it, tons it, it, of but, but what I'm saying is, is that this side took this, this side took their highlights that they were like this benefits us, and this side took their highlights that this benefits us, and there's been no, you know, actual highlights that are unbiased at this point made. Well, they're all going to be seen as biased. I mean, that's obvious if it's like pro-Trump or anti-Trump. But I don't mind. I don't mind taking an anti-Trump like, bias on this one, you know, like, when when Democrats, like, it, it's sort of like, you know, the libertarian thing, when Democrats are right, I'll side with the Democrats, when Republicans are right, are right, I'll side with the Republicans, or conservatives, or liberals, and in this case, Democrats are attacking Trump because, on the grounds that he's an idiot and unfit to be president, and I'm happy to say, yep, I totally agree with Democrats on that one, so yeah, there's no problem taking, taking uh, but but I, I don't want, like, if we have a four-minute highlight reel, and it's it's like just someone you know cut out all of the clips that make Trump look bad. That's that's kind of missing the point with this interview. But no, we're not we're not going to do. I mean, do, do we want to just watch the daily shows version and then com- do a meta commentary? He has pretty good clips, like thirty seconds into his first one. It's kind of like letting him do our job for us. <laughs> well, we can um, consider him a fourth voice that's not present in the conversation and respond. All right, to all right. And if we don't, we don't have to play his commentary on it. We can just play the clips he used and then give our own. Commentary. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 what I thought we had originally planned here. Is that we were just getting yeah. Like his, well, yeah. I would need I would need more than ten minutes before the show to put that together. So start at thirty seconds. Right, well, so hold on a second. We can I'm, fast. We can fast right, forward through. Let's if we just want do it. To. Let's just. All right. All let's right. just. Let, I mean, I've I've been watching some of uh, Trevor Noah recently, but like he's been he's he's not nearly as funny without the studio audience. I guess a lot of his jokes are just like yeah, really yeah. fall flat with me. You know. Um, I mean, I yeah. He's he's been really unfunny. But you know, it's sort of like a general liberal take on the news. Uh, it's you know, it's still a, a, a decent show. So yeah, let's just see what the let's let's just see what Trevor Noah has to say about the Chris Wallace interview. No audio. We had nine hundred deaths on a single day. We will this, take a look. this week. Ready? I, you, you can oh, check can it you out. Please get me the mortality rate. Yeah. Kaylee's right here. I heard we have one of the lowest, maybe the lowest mortality rate anywhere in the world. Do you have the numbers, please? 
Because I heard we had the best mortality rate. The Number number one low mortality rate. I hope you show the scenario because it shows what fake news is all about. Okay, okay go I don't ahead. think I'm fake news, but okay. I, we'll, put well, our, there you are. we'll put our stats you on. You said we had the worst mortality rate in the world, I and we have the best. The all right, it's a little complicated, but bear with us. We went with numbers from Johns Hopkins University, which charted the mortality rate for 20 countries hit by the virus. The U.S. ranked seventh, better than the United Kingdom, but worse than Brazil and Russia. The White House went with this chart from the European CDC, which shows Italy and Spain doing worse, but countries like Brazil and South Korea doing better. Other countries doing better, like Russia, aren't included in the White House chart. Oh, you see? Chris Wallace did two things right there that Trump absolutely hates. He proved him wrong, and he made him do homework. And the funniest... All right, so he proved mm -hmm. him wrong, and he made him do homework. Um, what do you guys think of the first part there, I guess? Because we got to break it up and oh. use it for fair use. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to the problem with the Yep, and I'm sure at some right. point they'll say you used 30 seconds of uh, Viacom's content, and now they own the rights to the rest of this show. So, I mean, <laughs> that's... All right, so maybe we should use the No, this is a beautiful example of finally interviewing Trump coming really prepared. I see that, you know, and by the way, Chris Wallace is the son of Mike Wallace, uh, also famous investigative journalist, and that's why that the, I made the mistake. But here's here's the interesting thing: is that there there's an actual uh, like background to this, uh, and I'm reading the story from Mediaite.com, which is Chris Wallace calls out Trump for attacking his interviews with Democrats. Don't you understand? It's my job, and. I mean, I, why did Trump agree to this interview in the first place? I, I don't know. That's, to me, just shockingly stupid on his part. But he, this is someone he's been talking trash about. Wallace brought up his mean tweets calling him a Mike Wallace wannabe and nasty and obnoxious, uh, among other things. One of the things that Trump said about Mike Wall or about Chris Wallace uh that I, I'm recalling from another story was that you know, one of us has daddy issues and it's not me. And he's, he's that, that like pretty messed up thing to say about Chris Wallace. Like, are you surprised that he's going to come back and, and be this ruthless in an interview with you? So, you know, Chris, I, said, sorry, just, I mean, cause again, I'm, I'm, at, I'm just a suggestion here. We're already this deep into Viacom owning this rights to this show today that we might as well just still continue to use the highlights at this point. And yeah, we'll go, go back. And, and, yeah, and I just wanted to throw that. Right. Just, wanted, just want to throw that back out. All right. So, so Wallace said one of your beefs seems to be that I put Democrats on the show and I ask them questions. And I guess my question is, don't you understand it's my job to put Democrats on as well as Republicans and to ask them probing questions, just like I ask Republicans. And Trump said, I'm not a big fan of Fox since the days of Roger Ailes. And Roger Ailes was the uh, former CEO uh, uh, complaining about how Democrats like Eric Swalwell appear on the network. 
Uh, Wallace even brought up Trump attacking him for the crime of interviewing Nancy Pelosi. And so this is this is to go back and to read the original Trump tweet. Nervous Nancy, this is Donald Trump, nervous Nancy is an inherently dumb person. She wasted all of her time on the impeachment hoax. She will be overthrown either by inside or out, just like her last time as speaker. Wallace and Fox News are on a bad path. Watch. And uh, as Wallace pointed out, it wasn't as if he didn't ask any tough questions. Trump told Wallace he respects him a lot, but added, I don't think, I think you are toward the Democrat side, which is okay. Wallace objected and pointed to his interview last year with James Comey, which was one of the toughest the former FBI director faced. Trump insisted that he just think, thinks Wallace is prone to being nice to the Democrats. Maybe I'm wrong about that. And and so there, there were other things covered in this interview aside from uh, just, you know, media bias and the uh, coronaphobia numbers. But every time Wallace was there with the retorts, and this is the thing that no one has ever done properly for Trump. That's why this is a big deal. No one has, has really properly interviewed Trump and, and put him on the spot in all the ways that Chris Wallace did. And, you know, the other thing was the, the mental health tests, you know, that, that Trump allegedly took, like the cognitive tests. And even that, Trump, you know, Trump just put his foot in his mouth. I think we've got some highlights from that in the, uh, the Daily Show clip. So if you want to go back to that, let's, let's get our next clip. No sound. They want to defund the police, and Biden wants to fund, defund no, the police. Sir, he does not. Look, he signed a charter with Bernie Sanders. I will get that one, just like I was right on the mortality rate. Did you read the charter that he agreed to? It says to nothing about defunding the oh, police. Oh, really? It says abolish. It says defund. Let's go. All right. Get, well, me, you, get me the charter, please. All right. Chris, you've got to start studying for these. He things. says defund the police. And that, 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 that is so ironic. By the way, I had to stop. Uh, this clip right here. Uh, Trump is telling Chris Wallace, "You better you start doing your homework for these things." This is the first interview he's faced where the person actually fully did all the homework and was ready for every like. And and Trump has Trump has all of these. Why is Trump effective in his deceptions, in his propaganda, and just the way that he talks? Right, like he has all of these tricks that he uses. Right to to that, that that if you're if you're if you care about the truth and just intellectual integrity will drive you nuts, right? Because it's logical fallacy after logical fallacy after logical fallacy. And it's like how do you refute such tangled webs of deceit? And what Chris Wallace was able to do with this interview was time and again go, that's not correct. No, I'm not going to let that go because he had 40 minutes. Like, it's pretty rare that you have that time with Trump. When Trump does press conferences, you get one question. He gets to throw out his, his you know, bullshit, obfuscating answer and, and move on to the next thing and say, okay, how about, you know, next question and go to a, a friendly reporter and interrupt that sort of logic train so that it has to be brought up again. He's able to dismiss it with another intellectual fallacy like, well, according to these people, well, according to this, well, let's look at the chart then. I mean, Wallace was able to say, okay, let's look at the facts. Like, what do you have? Like, you know, um, all right, so what, what are we bringing up here? 
We've got a Fox News poll, CJ. Does candidate have mental soundness to serve effectively as president? Uh, so for Joe Biden, you know, you know what's scary about this? It's less than a majority yeah. for both. That say that, that like we we live in a we live with a system where the general public sentiment is, yeah, whoever our president is, he will not have the basic mental soundness to serve effectively. Now. Uh, there's a lot of issues conflated with that, right? Because we have some pretty problematic ways that we talk about mental health in this country today. Anybody who disagrees with you must be crazy. Well, the only reason this guy is a liberal or a conservative is clearly because he was abused as a child and is not mentally sound, is emotionally disturbed. I mean... That's that's the only reason anybody could possibly disagree with me on anything, right? And and it's pretty sad. Like it really, it really. You know, I'm. A lot of people will look at oh, mental health stats. Look at how many pills we're on, prescription, blah 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 blah. Look, you know, we're we're crazier than we've ever been. And yes, there are certain modern phenomena that promote mental illness and distress. And and I'm not going to try to you know pretend that that's not a thing. But overall. We're, just because we're diagnosing and treating more mental illness doesn't mean there is more mental illness. It's that we finally have the the luxury of, uh, of giving attention to to mental function and mental health and, and improving on it. When you look at the basic statistics about violence over time, you can't say, well, we didn't used to be crazy. We just used to be really violent. No, like that violent is a product of mental health disorders. And so it's a good thing that we have more diagnoses in the sense that we're able to identify more patterns of, of mental disorders and say, okay, this is an issue with PTSD, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, all the various personalities, personality disorders, you know, bipolar, uh, borderline, just that we're able to identify these, these are things that were just out there and sometimes we overdiagnose and we overprescribe, and yes, there's a problem with that. But now, is 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 a person even mentally fit? And I I want to I want to say all that to say, well, okay, like let's let's be very careful. Let's give people the benefit of the doubt. Let's look at things objectively. And then objectively, we've got two guys who are seventy plus years old who truly are mentally unfit, and I'm glad that this is coming up right now. And I, I would, I would, you know, I, if I had to guess of why, or if you said why, Adam, why are we in this position? Well, in order to get elected or nominated to be president, you have to be the figurehead politician playing the game for years and years and years and years and years. Even Donald Trump, in his you know role as the real estate magnate, has certainly been uh, groomed politically as well as a public figure and put that time in and built that name ID. We have a system that's, that, that makes it more difficult for a young candidate to beat an older candidate. So um, I don't know if you guys want to jump in on any of that or if you want to go to the next clip, but uh, I, I'd like to show the part of, of, of Chris Wallace challenging Trump on all these cognitive tests. I'm pretty sure Trevor Noah gets into that. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, all right, on to the next. In the Fox poll, they asked people, 
Who is more competent? Who's got whose mind is sounder? Biden beats you in that. Well, I tell you what, uh, let's take a test. Let's take a test right now. Let's go down. Joe and I will take a test. Let him take the same test that I took. Incidentally, I took the test, too, when I heard that you passed it. Yeah, how did it's you not the hard, Well, it's not the hardest test. <laughs> it's the last one. It's the last one, and it's an elephant. No, no, no. You see, that's all misrepresentation. Well, that's what it was on the web. It's all misrepresentation. Because, yes, the first few questions are easy. But I'll bet you couldn't even answer the last five questions. I'll bet you couldn't. They get very hard, the last five well, questions. Well, one of them was count back from 100 by 7. And let me tell you. You couldn't answer. I would have to do it right there. Like, it's not hard. To, can, can you do it right now, Mr. Brett? Like, because in, in any other circumstance, you know, you'd be an asshole. As a, you, you would be discredited as a journalist if you just walk up to a political candidate. You know, like, imagine your local TV reporter interviewing a candidate for Congress. Right? Go ahead. Excuse me, sir. You know, there have been some questions about your, um, you know, your, your mental health and, and your just overall intelligence. Uh, can, can we, I'd like to give you a chance to put those fears to rest. Can you count backwards from 100 by 7 real quick for me, please? Well, 100, 93, 86, 79, 72, 65. They had to, like, go through and see, like, how fast they can just, like, it, can, can they actually do this basic mathematical verbalization task, you know, and, and do they – like a common person. Well, but, but can we make that a thing? Like, can we start doing, like, is that, can we make this a thing? Can we actually subject candidates to, you know, basic sanity, mental health, you know, uh, intelligence tests? Like, but like Chris Wallace had the ultimate opportunity here. He could have actually put Trump on, like this, this interview was is still full of, yeah, gems. You should have said, "Answer those five right now." Like, can could just can we? Since I got you, since you didn't do it on, like, so you said you did the test, and you you didn't do it on video, or at least if you did, I haven't seen. Can, can we just right now? Like, what would Trump say? Oh no, I'm so smart, I don't have to take the test on video. <laughs> He's like, he'd say something. I don't have to do that. All right, let's go back to the clip. <laughs> I'd like to give it, but right. I guarantee you that Joe Biden could not answer those questions. Okay. okay? Uh, and I answered about? all 35 questions correctly. <laughs> wow, guys. This is sort of making me sad right now. Because Trump is trying so hard to claim he's a genius because he passed a test where you have to identify an elephant. Which... All right, so can we skip ahead into the next uh, clip of the interview in the uh, Daily Show? Army bases named after Confederate generals. This is what he said. The National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, you have threatened to veto it because in the bill, and this is supported by Republicans as well as Democrats, it would rename army bases named for Confederate generals. We won two world wars, two world wars, beautiful world wars that were vicious and horrible. Beautiful and we won them out of Fort Bragg. We won them out of... All of these forts that now they want to throw those names away. Go to that community where Fort Bragg is in a great state. I love that state. Go to go to the community. <laughs> say, How do you like the idea of renaming Fort Bragg? That's you know, real quick, before he gets too far into that, on Sunday I'm going to Gettysburg for a, a protest rally about the Confederate flag. So, I mean, I'm doing exactly 
what he's saying right here on Sunday. Because you're, now you're talking about Gettysburg, South Dakota, South Dakota. Yeah. as we discussed in the post show, Correct. Uh, that you have for your city insignia that's on a patch worn by cops, the U.S. flag and the Confederate flag with the cannon pointing towards the Confederate flag. And so you're going to a rally to, to say, let's let's keep this insignia. I'm saying let the town decide because it's not it's there's a way that you go about doing this. It's not just you'd make a demand at city hall and the town capitulates. It's you go through the proper redress of grievance with government and then the community makes a decision moving forward. The localization method the, on the localist of level. What does the the insignia of the town represent um it, it's it's fundamental to localism so um you know as we described yesterday in the post show i can't just go to gardenia and demand you change your flag because it offends me um so you know and i'm just going there again as a first off i'm thrown into this as a senatorial candidate for and it just so happens to be my district so uh, I'm going there with the opinion of you have your flag, I have my flag, I fly my flag higher than you fly your flag. Uh, I respect your right to fly your flag. I can't tell you what flag to fly, but as far as the town insignia goes, that should be up to the town. I live in Eureka, South Dakota. Our insignia, we don't have a, uh, that insignia here. So, again, it's it's up to the community. But the fact that they're talking about it is pretty pretty interesting there, though, that he would say, oh, go there and – and you'll and ask them. Well, I mean, that's exactly what I am doing. So, um, there is one more clip, I believe, from the Trevor. Right. Well, hold on, hold on. Before before we get to that, I uh, got got to respond to what we just heard. First of all, uh, beautiful world wars. I, and I think I think he caught himself yeah. there immediately. Right. He immediately got us these beautiful world wars that were what did he say? Tragic and horrific. And it's like. Real, now, mm, really interesting Freudian slip there, Mr. Bro like, this is a militarist. This is a man who glorifies violence, right? And, like, fundamentally, that's what he represents for a lot of people, and that that glorification of violence is actually part of his appeal. Like, you know, we don't care. There are a lot of people who, who say they support Trump. They don't care anything that he does as long as he do anything he wants as long as he keeps pissing off liberals. Like that's all. Like, and this is what what Trump has done. Like, and, and it really is like genius. Like, he really like strategically what he pulled off is genius. That he said, look, we're gonna we, what he tapped into the nerve that he struck among conservatives is that, that most conservative. What what he I don't know if he realized this consciously. Or he just kind of did it instinctively, you know, and, and it worked. But what he realizes is that most conservatives are not conservatives or Republicans based on ideas or intelligence or having studied the issues. <laughs> like, I mean, like, we, if they did, they'd be libertarians. We know this, right? Yeah, and and I'm, I'm not like, I'm not just being, you know, like intellectually facetious here. We, we know this from what they say. Like, there's surveys and statistics and everything else pulled backing this up. Like, why do people vote Republican? Why do people vote Democrat? Same thing. Well, my parents did. Well, I, I identify with this. Well, I have these feelings. Facts don't care about your feelings. The truth is not affected by what's in your head. 
The truth is the truth is the truth. The truth is government is bad for humanity. Violence is bad for humanity. And what Trump noticed or, 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 or touched on in all of this is that most conservatives, or at least a critical mass of conservatives, enough to drive his election, right, were more emotionally driven than intellectually driven. And they have been convinced by the bubble mainstream media, by social media, creating an even more intense, you know, ideological bubble where, where the news comes from people who passionately agree with them ideologically, that they are rather than they, they are more driven by negativity than positive. They don't have anything positive to, to drive uh, an, an intellectually sound worldview to begin with, right? They have you know, be afraid of. Uh, of the terrorists, therefore we need a law and order president, you know, because we're afraid of Antifa and communist rioters. They're really a threat because, well, first of all, because Donald Trump hasn't, hasn't really done anything to restore gun rights in America, so you're no, no more legally able to defend yourself than you were before he took office. In fact, less so just for the fact that you can't use bump stocks anymore is one little thing that, oh, it's, it's part of Trump's 4D chess. Yeah, okay, sure. No, so with, with all of that, you go, well, why is this working for Trump? The conservative Republican base can be led to, well, as long as he's pissing off the enemy. It, it, and this is the depth of just how far American politics has gone down this rabbit hole of negativity where you can have a president who won't lose his base because the enemy is so demonized. This is the lesser evil argument. This is the, the really the foundation uh, across the paradigm that makes the lesser evil argument possible, that makes it possible for Trump to maintain his base even after an interview as embarrassing as that with Chris Wallace. It doesn't matter. He's pissing off liberals. It doesn't matter. And so they want someone who's violent and aggressive. Oh, beautiful world wars. Well, yeah, they were they're tragic and, and horrific, but, you know, they were beautiful because we won and we military and we got the military industrial complex. And then, you know, so he, he mocks this effort to rename Fort Bragg. Now, he said, what, what, we're going to name it after the Reverend Al Sharpton. And so, again, this is why this interview is so powerful is that Trump uses these non sequiturs. Like no one has said we need to rename Fort Bragg after Al Sharpton. You know, it's also it's the straw man logical fallacy. Does everybody know what the straw man logical fallacy is? You know, if you say that, hey, we're, we're it's like if I'm arguing with you saying, hey, you know, we shouldn't have a coercive government. If we're going to have anything that is, you know, that, that 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 we call government. It has to be voluntary and ethical. And you come at me and say, but Adam, we if we don't have you know, the, the fire departments, how are we going to, you know, respond to fire emergencies and put out fires? And we can't do that. And look, it's silly that you say we need to get rid of fire response emergency services because, you know, then the, the, if there's a fire, it's just going to take over and, and, and go crazy. And it's like, that, that's not what I said. You're making a straw man argument, misrepresenting a, a version of what I said in order to knock down the straw man. And so with these base name uh, renaming efforts, it, it, the whole thing is absurd. Because if you're saying, hey, if we're going to have these bases, we're going to have, you know, these, if, if we're going to live under a military occupation, this is essentially what we have, is a, what is Washington, D.C.? 
but a foreign entity to the rest of America. We have a military occupation across the entire country. We have uh, a standing army that the founders warned us about, the military-industrial complex that Eisenhower warned us about. Who gives a damn about what these bases are named? Like, unless you're, unless you're saying evil outposts of the military-industrial complex number 537, you know, what, what's the point? I think it's totally appropriate for these bases to be named after Southern War generals who fought for slavery with the Confederacy because that's exactly what these bases are being used for now. We didn't really abolish slavery in this country. We just extended it to every citizen through the income tax, where the average working American is now working for government half the year in order to subsidize military bases like this, to pay for the military-industrial complex. So do I, do, I, do I care what you call them? Unless, unless you're going to call them what they are, no, it really doesn't matter. And as long as we have a president and a, a population that, to, to a certain extent, supports him in this and supports militarism in general, because Joe Biden would be just as bad, if not worse, in this case, you're going to have the same military-industrial complex dominating American politics. So uh, you want to get to the last clip, CJ? Please go ahead here. And I will, just as a reminder, uh, tell the comments to simmer down, y'all. I mean, don't get triggered too much. Um, I can see them, too. So, uh, you know. People in our comments are triggered? How's it all? Oh, it's just, uh, you know. Yeah, you can tell when a Trumpophile has been triggered, and you can see them in the comments. And, you know, it's it's the same uh, Trumpophile screeching, just in all capital letters in the comments. So, I just figured that that's a... Sorry, we have, we have Trump supporters in our audience. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good sign that you're over target, though, sir. Is when they well, feel the need I, to do I, the I, mental gymnastics. No, 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 that's good. So to all the uh, to, to all any any Trump supporters in the Adam versus the Man audience, I know you're new here, so let me just say welcome and thank you for joining us. Um, if, if you listen to um, this show for I don't know a day, two hours, one, one episode, uh, you won't be a Trump supporter anymore. Unless, unless, I mean, if you're just here to troll and you're, you know, you're pro-war, you're pro-racism, uh, you're anti-freedom, you're anti-gun rights, you're pro-big government, if you're all of those Trumpian socialist things, you know, supporting those policies, then, then I, I get it. You're, nothing I'm going to say is, is going to dissuade you from supporting Trump. If, if, you're, if you like socialism, if you hate freedom, then yes, if you, you can learn the truth about Trump and you will still love Trump because he is obviously very pro-socialism and very much anti-freedom. So for those of you who are new here to the show, you don't know these things, well, hey, I'm, I'm really honored that, you know, as a Trump supporter, you would come and take some time to listen to, uh, you know, just, I don't know, some facts about Donald Trump, right? Just for example, like right now, in look, looking at current events, we have uh, rioters, we have looters uh, in, in cities all over America, partly taking advantage of protests and, and things like that. And, and what is Trump doing 
in in response to 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 you know fight crime. He's using he's committing more crimes, and I don't just mean in the legal sense by sending you know federal troops to 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 fight whatever it is that they're fighting here, but that he's applying a a socialist collectivist response to something that would have a better response, a better solution with the free market, right? You know, how do we defend private property when seconds count, the police are just minutes away? Instead of encouraging, you know, private security, Trump is saying, hey, you know how we have this socialist program to keep Americans safe called, uh, I don't know, the, what, what agencies are we seeing? The Federal Bureau of Prisons or uh, DHS using various uh, border patrol agencies that are going out. Um, we, we've seen uh, FBI agents, all sorts of different, you know, new secret police that come from these socialist law enforcement programs. We have Donald Trump's response to the coronavirus pandemic. He declared a state of emergency instead of saying, hey, let's have more free market response. We have an emergency. We need to get government out of the way. If he cared about freedom, like you could say, he, he might have been wrong about the virus, but at least his response was principled. No, what did Donald Trump say in response to the coronavirus? Let's have a state of emergency that empowers state governments to do more and have lockdowns and shutdowns. Now he's he's wearing a slave muzzle himself, the mask. He gave in on that. I you know I don't know if he's trying to signal to the American people that he we should give in to the new world order. We should give in to the uh, you know the, the people who are foisting this this propaganda, this this artificial crisis on us. Um, but in terms of the economic response, what did he do? do? He promoted the relief packages. He promoted, uh, you know, $9 trillion of liquidity added to the market. So he's, he's obviously, like, when, when times are tough and people's true nature is revealed, you go, oh, wow, Donald Trump's extremely socialist. But if you've been paying attention at all during Trump's presidency, you already knew that he was a socialist promoting socialized safety, socialized security, socialized retirement, uh, socialized defense. Um, all, I, I mean, I could go on and on, but if, if, when you look at reality in, Amer- in, in, in American politics, look past the propaganda, I mean, you realize that we don't have a, a conservative party and a liberal party. We have uh, the Republican and Democrat wings of the American Socialist Party. They're both overwhelmingly socialist. Um, they're both overwhelmingly anti-freedom, anti-individual rights. I mean, when it comes to gun rights, you would think, like, if you believe in freedom, you understand the right to defend yourself is really essential to gun rights, or is really essential to, 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 to your freedom. And so what did Donald Trump say about gun rights? Well, we're going to take the guns first, and then we'll, we'll have the due process later. Like, no, I'm sorry, that's not how freedom works. That's not how America works, Mr. President, or at least on paper is supposed to work. So, you know, if you, I mean, if you're a socialist, if you are, you know, pro-big government, if you are anti-gun rights, if you are anti-freedom, if you are anti-intellectualism, if you are anti-facts, I guess, yeah, you can can be a Trump supporter, and that would make sense. That would be in line with your worldview. But if you care about freedom, if you're anti-socialism, I mean, it really, I, 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 I'm, and I, I don't mean to use this term in a, in a sensationalist sense. I use it in a, in a very precise sense. If you're a fascist, right, and, and this is Mussolini, the fascist defined it as the merging of corporations and the state. If you're, if you're, if you are genuinely pro-fascist, then 
you should be a Trump supporter. It, it makes perfect sense. Trump, under him, we've had the Federal Reserve purchasing stocks of companies, saying that we're going to uh, have governments take over small businesses that are not successful, specifically around restaurants. And I just keep going back to this because, to me, this was, you know, as a small business owner myself, a particularly offensive comment when he said, oh, don't worry, some of those restaurants are going to shut down. They'll come back just under new ownership. So government is now deciding, you know, who's going to own these businesses. And, I mean, we see this under coronaphobia that who's, who gets to stay open? Small businesses, restaurants, bars, shut down. Salons, right? Air, you know, salons, barbershops, um, things like that, right, where uh, you have, you know, interpersonal service kind of kind of businesses. No, those are shut down. Unless you're Walmart, right? Unless you're Target. Unless unless you're one of these big companies, right, that has the favor of, of the state. Um, you know, Facebook, Twitter, where Donald Trump's campaign spends millions of dollars on advertising, they're gonna keep favoring the president. You know, and, and if you if you care about vaccine freedom, right, now that the, the coronaphobia pandemic is being used to, uh, to, 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 to raise the specter of forced vaccinations. And if not forced, semi-forced, you know, but to, to get, you know, Americans to accept more vaccinations. You know, we had, we had this documentary that, that was very popular in responses called Plandemic. And, oh, yeah, there are problems with that. But now we see the censors, you know, censoring that documentary as opposed to refuting it. And it's just that, that this all of these anti-Trump messages are being censored off social media. It's not just yeah, people. Oh, conservatives are being censored by these liberal-owned platforms. Well, yeah, it's it's anybody who's who's got a conservative message that is honestly anti-Trump, saying hey, forced vaccinations are bad. Maybe we shouldn't have forced vaccinations. Oh no! How dare you stand against? Trump's state of emergency and coronaphobia uh, pandemic response, we're going to censor you if you're anti-Trump. If you're challenging the Trump's, Trump's government narrative, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know what? So if, if, if all of these things are, you know, a problem for you, then you're not going to be a Trump supporter. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna oppose Trump because you, you're anti-socialism and you're pro-freedom. Uh, you're going to support Joe Jorgensen for president, uh, our, our libertarian nominee. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I hope I hope this that little explanation for, for any Trump supporters who are new to this show was helpful. As long as we've got Jim and CJ here, Jim, CJ, are, are, what, what are the other reasons? I mean, Jim, uh, let's go to you first because you're you're in touch with our our audience and our comment section. Uh, you know, are there any other things that you know, Trump supporters who, who are new to this show, who are just sort of wandering into this conversation for the first time that, that they should know? Uh, just context, more time. You can't take, like, anybody can take a clip of something you said and then make it think you were saying something else. You know what I mean? People are, they're, they're too quick to, as soon as they hear something they don't like, they never want to watch that guy again. They never want to listen again. People got to listen. If we do a two-hour show. And you oh, you're talking about me. I thought you were talking about Trump. Because there, there are people who are taking Trump's clips. Out. Like, this is real. like, it's really messed up. The Trump apologists were doing what you said, like, taking clips out of context. Like, we know that Trump is anti-gun rights. 
actions speak louder than words, and it's really dishonest. I mean, look at look at the the NRA people. The, 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 there's a really silly narrative out there that, that liberals try to put forth that uh, the Republican Party is in the pocket of the NRA. Well, when the Republican Party controlled the House and the Senate and the White House, nothing was done to improve gun rights in America. Literally nothing. The only thing was that uh, th- there was an increase in, in background tra- check policy, which was more of an infringement on gun rights. So to say, like, oh, yeah, the Republican Party's in the pocket of, you know, the NRA, and they're all pro-gun, like, it's absolute nonsense. And so it, it, it's really, it's very dishonest for people to take Donald Trump's propaganda where he says, I'm pro-gun, and go, look, he's pro-gun. You go like no, you have, that's, so that's what I thought you were referring to. Like no, we have to put that in context and, right. and, and or or and, even like uh like in the, towards the beginning of this rant, people were saying Trump's not racist. Tell me how Trump's racist because you were saying and then to me the context is you have already explained beforehand that many many presidents have been racist. You know, but right. your, your episode the other day was talking about how racism isn't the biggest. Uh, issue, you know, right. so you're not one of the people that are saying Trump is racist and that's the problem. No, no, no. You're just saying, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The, the reason to oppose Trump is is not because he's racist. Because he's racist. And, and, and I'll actually say this: and what is Trump's racism? Like, it's it's actually very mild. Like, Trump isn't saying, yeah, black people are subhumans and should be owned as slaves, or like that they are an inferior race. That's what Abraham Lincoln actually said that the Negroes are an inferior race. Like, he came out and specifically said things to that effect. Is, is Trump as racist as Lincoln? No, of course not. But in terms, and, and now, is, is he, now, uh, I'll grant you that, like, racism is an internal state. You know, like, same thing with socialism. So for me to accuse Trump of being racist, like, I'm willing to admit, in that sense, I'm inferring. And I don't really care. And I'm not saying, like, again, to, to Jim's point, it's not my central point, and I'm not saying you should be anti-Trump because he's racist. I mean, Biden is just as bad. And, and, and in some ways, you know, Biden is probably more racist if you go by his actions as a senator and the kind of policy that he uh, supported and the racial reasons that he cited in doing so. Um, it's possible... Like, that, that Trump doesn't believe any of what he's saying, right? It's possible that Trump really is some mad genius who just says what he says to get power and, and to be elected and his, you know, racist dog whistles and the racist policies that, that, that he supported are, are really just, you know, for him to, to have more power, to be the troll, and he's just having fun with it. He could, you know, so I, I when, when I say these things about someone, I don't mean to presume um, or, or I'm sort of accepting the caveat. Yes, I'm, I'm presuming about their internal state. It's the same thing with socialism. When I call Trump a socialist, I know that he's not outwardly saying, hey, I'm a socialist. He's just saying, hey, I here's my socialist rational and here rationalization, and here are my socialist policies, and here are my socialist actions. And I'm sort of like, okay, well, I'm going to judge you by your actions and go, yeah, you're a socialist. Well, really, you're a fascist, but you know, the, people take that term as a little more sensationalist. So, CJ, you're also pretty up on Trump's socialist policies. Have we covered everything? Did we did we miss anything? Why, you know, if, if someone wandered into our studio for the, you know, on, it's their first day and they're like, ah, we like freedom. That's why we support Trump. And you're like, uh, hold on. Let me, let me show you something. 
what what else do you want uh, the, those those uh, you know sort of just people who are Trump supporters just out of out of ignorance? What, what else do they need to know? <laughs> yeah, no, um, that was longer than I expected to just let the let you know that they're triggered in the comments. That's all. Uh, uh, that 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 was not expected to be terrible. a full segment within its own right. Well, well, DJ, that 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 might, that might be the next important thing. Okay, like don't be triggered, or if you're triggered, like you know, be an adult about it. You we all get triggered. And, and especially statists, right? If you're a, a, a government apologist, uh, you know, and if, especially if you're such a government apologist that you identify as a Democrat or Republican or a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter, like you actually make it about personality, obviously you have some emotional reason. And emotions are great things. You know, emotion, I'm all, I am, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm very much pro-emotion, but I'm also pro being rational before we open our mouths. I'm, I'm pro thinking first before we you know, express political analyses, right? So if, if you're triggered, like if you have an emotional response to me saying something negative about your Cheeto Jesus, then I, I want you to really stop and examine that. You know, this is another important thing that we get from nonviolent communication and, and emotional freedom. As, as we talk about uh, in my book, Freedom, which I should have, a little, oh, here it is. A little bit handier as a prop. But no, one of the most important parts of this message is emotional freedom. And and when you're emotionally triggered, it is revealing that you are not emotionally free because we have emotional responses to stimuli. That's part of being an animal, a human being, right? You're going to have that. But part of what makes you a conscientious, intellectually motivated human being is that you can stop and say, well, I have this response. Let me, let me, you know, decide how I'm going to respond to that response. If I'm angry, oh, you know, someone, someone said something, the libertarian said something bad about my, my orange Julius. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to have this emotional response. Why? Ask yourself, why are you triggered by that? You know, like I, uh, my tweet that triggered uh, Fakertarian Twitter last week, you know, saying that, hey, if you're if you're going after the BLM because they're Marxist, well, you're probably a racist avoiding the central point here. You know, if you have some emotional response, what are you avoiding intellectually? Why is it that you're triggered by that? You know, and, and I want you to be a little more adult. Yes, all the statists, not just the Trump supporters who are triggered or the Biden supporters who are triggered, but every statist, like, examine what is your emotional connection. We are all, and, and even myself, I mean, I was so emotionally stunted by government schools, and I went to government schools until high school, you know. I was so propagandized by militarism in general. I was so childish and naive that I joined the U.S. Marine Corps thinking that I was going to have a net positive effect on the world by doing so, that that I wasn't just signing up to, to kill for politicians, that I, I wasn't signing up to do violence on behalf of the government, you know. And I, so I want people to, to recognize what I have recognized in myself, that for many years uh, I was a child, you know, I, emotionally, psychologically, I was stunted. I went to government school all the way through through uh, well excuse me through middle school 
And even in high school, a lot of what I got in, in private schools was a, a perpetuation of this military propaganda. But when I realized that I didn't have to be a child anymore, I put away childish things like being emotionally triggered because someone said orange man bad, you know, uh, because someone someone pointed out that Joe Biden likes to sniff children. You know, I was triggered. No, like, no, stop being a child. And I know that when, when you stop being a child, you'll stop supporting Donald Trump. You'll stop supporting Joe Biden. You'll stop supporting Democrats and Republicans. And you look at this, like, it, because George Lakoff wrote a great book. He's a liberal professor. It was called Don't Think of an Elephant. And he, the premise is that he looked at uh, a conservative list of physicians and said, these are crazy, and not only are they wrong about everything, there's nothing that ties them together. There's no unifying theme. And then he goes, and then he had this amazing epiphany. Well, if that's true about conservative beliefs, my liberal beliefs must have the same fundamental feature because I believe in the opposite of all of that. Therefore, they must all be just as disjointed. And so the model that he came up with to understand this was that we come to view government as parents. What is the unifying theme? It's, the, it's, it's masculinity and femininity. And when you have been beaten down by government schools and propaganda and bad parenting and everything else that we're subject to by government, and you go, well, when you're beaten down and, and you are, in, at least in a lot of political ways, conditioned to be a child, it's very easy to get you to fall for the two-party racket, the duopoly of, well, well, you, you, you could have a father figure of government or you could have a mother figure of government. How about neither? How about we become adults as a society and say we don't need to be parented by a government? We don't need an extra layer of parenting. It's, all, it's socialism one way or another. We're going to make a collective uh, out of, out of uh, our communities, out of America, and say, you know, we, we have to have this, uh, you know, collective mentality where, we, you know, we can't be free, we can't be independent. You know, we, we have to have uh, a government acting as a parent, you know, looking over us. So I, if, if you're new here and you're a Trump supporter, um, yes, I say this with, with love and compassion and empathy, the same way that I would say it to any Biden supporters, you know, please uh, grow up. If, if this is your first time at Adam versus the man, uh, everyone fights. So welcome to the welcome to the club. So uh, yeah, at some point <laughs> well, no, we don't we don't I, we don't fight anymore. Like you get over the fighting. Oh no, you don't see the comments. We do. So, oh, people are fighting in the comments. Anyway, yes, yes, sir. So we do have one more clip out of this, so I can get off screen and we can get back to the the actual thing. Do you want to watch the last Chris Wallace clip here from Trevor Noah? Uh yeah, let's do it. By the way, I I'm having um I'm having some technical difficulty here. My phone is plugged in um but doesn't seem to be charging and it's about to die before and I have everything else plug it directly into the strip. Oh yeah, that 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 ought to do it. All right. So hopefully if that was the charging issue, we should be good to go now. All right, let's go. But I'm at 1%. We'll see what happens. Let's go to the next oh, dang. Clip. Okay. So, Dr. Fauci, yeah, so this will pass. Don't worry about it. This will pass. He was wrong. But right? you made mistakes, too. 
I guess everybody makes mistakes. I was going to say, you said at one point. I think we're going to be very good with the coronavirus. I think that at some point uh, that's going to sort of just disappear, I hope. I'll be right eventually. <laughs> I will I be right eventually. You know, I said it's going to disappear. I'll say it again. But does it's that going dis to disappear. Does that and I'll you? be right. Eventually, I'll be right. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. So, CJ, anything you want to say about that one? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I, I just, just for the record, if Mama Joe wanted to put me under martial law, Oh, I would. I'd be okay with Mama Joe declaring martial law, and I'd be okay with Mama Joe belittling people in the media, and I'd be okay with Mama Joe using the presidency as a bully pulpit against. I mean, at some point, uh, you know, to me, uh, why we get this as a result of the idiocracy we live in. Uh, I just hope that we as Americans come together at some point and go. We have a full disavowing of this way of living and systems of government, and and we can get out of this in a way that, you know, all people that live in this country can go, we all collectively made a good choice here. And, you know, to the comment section real quick, um, you know, I mean, I see it every day. I, 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 I'm not the comment Jim Freedom. I'm, I, I, that he's got a tough job as it is. But I would just emphasize that your participation in this show can go from being a person in the comments to being a guest on this show pretty quick. And, and so you're, 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 as to what Adam was saying earlier, your level of childishness is not to the character of any us, of us on the screen that you're being triggered by. It's your own childish way of dealing with politics. And I just don't care to acknowledge it, but I was laughing hysterically at it. So, I mean, if this is what it takes to grow the audience, I mean, so be it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I would just encourage people to, that we are having the adult conversation, the more relaxed conversation about politics. And, you know, just just take that for what it is today. And to the people that are watching, I, I see the numbers as well. This is one of our best rated Thursday shows for a Thursday. So, I mean, we, <laughs> we are we are essentially, uh, you know, growing as people stick around on a Thursday. So, you know, my favorite comments, though, uh, before I'm sure you get to comments uh, or the clip of the yeah, day um, is, uh, you know, when they when they come back and they say, like, well, Adam, I, I I used to like disagree with you, but now I agree with you on this, and now all of a sudden they're thinking rationally, and you can see their names and go, all right, we're 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 moving forward on this beautiful progress and dance forward, uh, and and we'll we'll pick up people one person at a time and be grateful for it. So um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> CJ, no, thank you for I, I. You're right. I did really leave out. One important point in my message to, you know, Trump supporters who are new to Adam versus the man, you know, it's, it's kind of, it, it, there's a funny process for people who become libertarians who, before they were libertarians, were personality-worshipping type 
you know, people, uh, you know, in terms of their engagement in politics, right? Because it's it's very much emotionally driven. Like I am wholeheartedly behind Joe Jorgensen for president for 2020. I have no problem saying like I yeah it's and it's it's not about her. Like I I'm not I'm I'm not a, like and I I a lot of people have you know turned some of the conversation around me and my show into like personality worship and it's like. No, 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 you're not supposed to agree with me because I'm Adam Kokesh and because I've done all these, you know, famous civil disobedience things. It's like, no, because I'm doing a certain, like, why do you listen to the show? Because I'm providing an information service to you that's interesting and valuable. Ooh, I like Adam, I like Adam Kokesh and he's, he's nice and he's fun to listen to. Like, no, like, you do, I mean, maybe, maybe that's true too. But, like, why do you listen to this show? Why do you engage with this? Why are you a libertarian? It's not personality driven. So a lot of the people who come into this libertarian conversation, like they 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 know that libertarians are right, and they're trying to troubleshoot their worldview, and they often have this like false impression that they give them that they really believe what they're saying when they are like people will come into our audience who are like. You with the mentality of, well, you know, I support Trump because I'm pretty sure he's significantly less evil than any other president we've ever had, and I like how he stands up for people. And but you know what? There's something, there's something bugging me in the back of my mind. You know, I there there's some contradictions in supporting Trump that I I, I have to resolve. I don't know what they are, but you know what? That guy Adam, he seems to have a way more consistent worldview than me. Obviously, you know, he's had the time to think this out. Maybe I'll learn something from him. And so they come into this audience and they come to me and go, but Adam, Trump is so pro-freedom. Didn't you hear what he said about this? And I have to go, well, actually, this, you know, well, here are the facts. And here's the proof that Donald Trump is actually anti-freedom. And they go, and they're not actually believing what they're saying. They want to hear the better response so that they can repeat it to other people. Like if you're, if you're in a family of Trump supporters, right? Imagine that. And you're the only one who's like, you know, I think I need to get out of this cult. I don't, this personality cult worship thing, this whole statism cult, this, you know, worship of government, uh, this irrational worldview. I, there's some contradiction. I think I need my, I think I need out. And if you just go, if you go to your family members and say, hey, guys, I think they're, they're going to do the same kind of bullying and anti-intellectual logical fallacy uh, tactics against you that Donald Trump uses against the world. And you're going to go, oh, okay, oh, I guess. So then you go, but if you, instead you come to Adam versus the man first. You know, we love to, to deprogram people who are coming out of the cult of statism. And so if that's your cult or the Trump cult and you're coming out of that, you you're you're playing devil's advocate. And a lot of these people in the comments who are like you know rabidly pro-Trump, they're kind of like, well, I'm just looking for the right retort to what I'm saying. If you give me a real, if you put me in my place, I'll feel confident enough that I can put the rest of my family in their place. I can help. I can help pull them out of the cult. And it's just part of the way this conversation around politics is being personal, being emotional. That you know we get them like kind of wildcat and coming in here just being being you know irrational and 
throwing out all this crazy pro-Trump nonsense. And it's just like you have to just stay calm, you know. Oh, it's okay. They, they're just wildcat. No big deal, you know, and, 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 and hold them at arm's length until they go, <sighs> okay, yeah, you're right. Trump is a fascist, socialist, anti-freedom, racist president, just like pretty much every other one we've had in American history. Okay, <sighs> I can I can be at peace now. So that, that with that context out there, Jim, give us some of the fun comments. Well, I, I just want to uh, clarify that, as uh, Healthy Disrespect for Authority points out, this chat stream seems relatively civilized today. Must be Fedbook. And he's right. All the fighting is happening on Facebook. Oh, so someone's watching crowd, on YouTube. Okay. Which happens to be our largest crowd. Our largest crowd watches on YouTube. They're all civilized. And you had one dissenter in there who just keeps asking. They're saying they like you and they support you and they don't support Trump. But they're just like almost like exactly what you just described. They're looking for a way to describe. Uh, but they're wanting you to point out an example of racism of Trump or something. That was their question. Okay, so uh, you know, when I say like you say prove that Trump is racist, like I, I'm I'm accepting that that's an impossible task, right? And I don't go around like is Trump racist or not? Like I I don't really care. You know, I, remember the Avenue Q song? We'd play it if we weren't on you know, YouTube intellectual property grounds. Maybe if I sing it really, really well, it'll get picked up by the intellectual property filters. So I'm going to sing it really badly, okay? Are you ready? Everyone's a little bit racist sometimes. Doesn't mean we go around committing a crime. So the point of the song in Avenue Q, I, I suggest you look it up, is that, you know, racism is is kind of inherent to the human mentality. There's a bias in all of us that we all have, uh, you know, a tendency towards racism. So I don't, like, I'm not one of these people going out there and saying, ah, racist, if you're racist, you're wrong. Everybody's, you know, like, I, it's not my crusade. I'm definitely actively anti-racism in the sense that collectivism is bad. It is an intellectual fallacy to, you know, assume that an individual has certain characteristics because a group has certain characteristics. I'm all for race realism. You know, I, I support people examining the differences in races and celebrating that and having that Carlos Mencia kind of attitude about the comedy. Like, yeah, we can laugh at our racial differences. We can, you know, we can have fun with this. That's okay. It's not inhumane. But what Donald Trump is doing that I actually have more of a problem with that some people would describe as racist is creating policy that disadvantages certain races. And one is his coronaphobia response, right? We've know, we've seen, hey, shutdowns, lockdowns. Is it racist to do something that hurts poor people? And, you know, it happens to, in, you know, in America, more poor people are of racial minorities. And so, hey, it's, it's not really racist. It's really just anti-poor people, okay? So <laughs> I'm willing to accept Donald Trump might not just might be not racist at all. He might just hate poor people and therefore happens to hate people who are of minorities, you know, particularly blacks and Hispanics, as we see disadvantaged by his, you know, law and order policies, his shutdowns, his you know, economic manipulations of, that lead to the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. Um, to the uh, the dog whistling, the thing about you know Mexicans, you know, and and this is funny because I I actually will defend Trump on this point where in his announcement speech he said, you know, they're sending rapists, they're sending murderers. Yeah, he didn't say all. He said, hey, look at the, of this group, there are some bad people in it. 
You look at his language exactly, as we said. And you, you look at my tweet that triggered fakertarian racial racist Twitter. I didn't say everybody who associates BLM with Marxism is a racist. I just said it's a phenomenon that's happening, and there are racists that are doing it. And it's like, okay, so is is Trump racist or not? You know, by the standards of general social definition of that term, yeah, he's he's racist. Um, the way that I would use it, do I care? Is he racist? Like, yeah, not not especially. Um, not, I don't I don't really care. That's not why you should oppose Trump. Um, CJ, you got you got another comment you got to bring up here. Do the contest. Oh, did we not? Oh, just to play it again. Oh, yeah. So a reminder for our contest, or uh, we are going to be announcing a winner for this in 30 minutes, and then uh, I guess we have some headlines to cover. But until then, I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke a little tobacco on screen here. CJ, let's roll tape. You're muted. All right, so uh, I got to preface this with the name of the speaker, the TV show that they are on, and the date, closest to the date, is the tiebreaker. Um, and then uh, I do have in the post-show four solid minutes of Trump saying racist things for the people in the comments that are saying Trump is not a racist. So All right, let's, yeah. Awesome. Uh, looking forward to that. But then they're not going to see it because it's in the patron-only post-show. Well, that means that they have to go to patron or patreon.com forward slash uh, okay. the man and be at least one of our okay patrons. Right. So today's contest, though. Do you believe that there is going to be a day where there's going to be a female in the White House as president? And how, how do you feel about that? I wouldn't vote for her. You would or wouldn't? Would not. Would not. No. Why it's, not? For many reasons. I've written an article about that in my former magazine. You'll have to find out my reasons there. Yes. The magazine is the objective. Would you not vote for her because she was a woman, even if she were better qualified than any man? Uh, if we had fallen that law, I might. That law? I think you have a very, very I'll low opinion of women. Let me answer this. Uh, it is not to a woman's personal interest to rule men. It puts her in a very unhappy position. All right, so that is the clip of the day. As you can see, Adam is incapacitated on the screen. Jim most likely cannot hear me. And, uh, yeah, so hopefully we'll be able to get to the headlines. So just, again, a reminder, it's who's the speaker, what was the name of the show, and the tiebreaker is the date. And comment Jim Freedom will be checking the comments as we go. Uh, just a reminder to what we were talking about, why we can only post things in the after show is uh, because we are moving to Patreon only, patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the man, where you can be one of our okay patrons for just a dollar, and that gets you access to just watching the show as we move to August 1st Patreon only launch. 
Uh, $5 gets you behind-the-scenes special content access uh, that most of the public will never see. And then for $10 a month, which we suggest the most, you get exclusive access into the Adam vs. the Man Patreon, uh, Producers Club. Uh, it's in our Telegram chat. It is growing constantly. Uh, I enjoy the content there uh, just as much as I do the show and highly recommend that. Um, Jim, uh, any uh, any word on uh, how long until our fearless leader is back? Our fearless leader is adjusting his devices. Our uh, we his it was plugged into his phone, but it got knocked off, I guess, on the thing. Adjusting so his devices. All right. Adjusting his devices and adjusting All right. for technology. Our, our fearless different. leader is is adjusting his devices. Like from yes, idiocracy, yes, uh, we're experiencing technological uh, difficulties. Uh, did you play the clip? Yeah, you're right? actually on a delay too. So, yeah, oh, played the strange. clip. Gave a Patreon. Uh, I gave a Patreon commercial here impromptu. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, Jim, I, I, that's uh, all we got. Uh, he is back, sir. The floor is yours. Oh, it is? Well, hold on. Some tobacco. Interesting show we've had so far today. Uh, I don't know if we're going to make it through the end, but we're going to have some fun with this. We had some news to cover. Believe it or not, there is stuff happening other than Trump talking to Chris Wallace in the world today. So, no, no, shutting down. Uh, you email I don't know. I don't know, Jim. What do we do? What do we do, Jim? I think we should have another contest today. <laughs> what was the news going to be that we covered today? Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, maybe we just emergency emergency switch. All right. We'll do some. Hey, look at that. Hey. <laughs> now I'm on two screens. Is this, is this a better view? Oh, my gosh. Does my hair really look like that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is a better view. We There's should do a, this like this every time. Woo, hold on, hold on. Look at that. There's, there's a there, – yeah, there's a – there's an audio delay, though, for some reason. Oh. But, hey, you would be able, if you used a laptop, Adam, be able to uh, be able to see the whole command center as it's laid out for Jim and I here. This is true. So, All right, so wait, is, am I on a delay still? No, I have to wait for your mouth to move. There's, oh yeah, it's a it's a large delay in your audio. I actually have to wait for your mouth to start moving, and it takes about five seconds. It's quite interesting. Is that how it is for Jim every time? Why do we have a leg now? Oh, because he's using my no audio. Idea. That's why. No, actually, your audio is not connected anymore, Backspeed. Now, Microphone array. It's working. It's just, I don't know why there would be a delay on his and not mine. I, I, I have no idea either. Um, the only thing I can say is, is Jim would have to log out, log back in. Or is it on the Wi-Fi? I have no idea. 
But we can't do well, news. Hold on, I'm getting on my laptop. In your mouth like this, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, give me a second. Let's see if we can get Let's on. Let's figure this out one way or another. Yeah, it is a good thing that Roger wasn't here today, Matt. I see you backstage. Yeah, well. really. <laughs> so your reactions are in live time, but your word response back to the screen is in uh, is delayed. All right. Well, so now I'm on now I'm on my laptop also. So I'm gonna mute here. All right. How about that? Now we yeah. got a good connection. Yeah. No, you got a good connection now. No now delay. You guys get to, now you guys get to see it from uh, Adam's lap perspective. Let's let's bring on Jim and see if there's still a delay in his audio, real quick. Well, no, hold on. If you got me on this, he he won't have the delay. Yeah. All right. It now it's saying you've muted your mic. This is very interesting. I mean, I can put it on both. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I got you on both angles. I mean, <laughs> which angle's the better one, I guess? No, no, get 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 rid of the laptop. Take the laptop. <laughs> that's, that's not it. This one. <laughs> this one. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay, yes, sir. And then there's no lag. Yeah, it's just a different angle from the show normally produced. Is it it's weird? Would it be? <laughs> it's from your lap. Is that better? You tell me. It's your show, sir. All right, let's do this. It's not as clear a shot, though. Like the camera's better, higher resolution on. Um... No, it's not. Not dirt on the lens. Um, standard. Oh, here we go. There's a, it didn't put it in high def. It's, hey, look at that. And just like that, we have a whole new technical setup from which to do this show. And now I am backstage on StreamYard as well, and I can see all of your private chats. And I'm going to be totally distracted by the comments as we wrap up the show today. We've got – thing is now I can't see myself and do stories. I can't see this. This is the problem. I need a separate device. And a separate screen because now CJ, as you're putting stories on while I'm covering them, I can't see what's I can't I don't know when you've got me off stage Not. with something on full screen so I can pick my nose, you know, between clips or swat so, slides. But so, we'll get back to it. So divide your screen in half where StreamYard is on one half of your screen <laughs> and your news clips are on another uh, half of the screen. And then you'll be able to see both the news article and the uh, yeah it. yeah I, I don't know if I want to anyway let's just do the let's just finish the show next time I'll have my phone plugged in properly honestly I think it was just that it, it was in a cable there was a had an extension cord added that was like limiting the juice so it wasn't charging at full speed so that would explain that that's no, okay we'll just finish the show all right. So, we were I was all all good to go, CJ. I guess I can't hear you. See, I have shit now. I can't. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, 
For our coronavirus headlines today, we have some disturbing updates. First from The Sun, on hold, Bill Gates warns multiple coronavirus vaccine doses likely to be needed and schools should stay closed for another year. And at first you're like, who the hell is Bill Gates to have anything to say about this? Oh, yeah, he's that eugenicist who is trying to control uh, the world population. And then you go, well, why is he pushing? Why the fear mongering? But even just from the headline, how can you tell people, yeah, multiple doses of any coronavirus vaccine vaccine could be necessary just because we haven't figured things out yet? And, you know, what do I – CJ, I know you have some – connotations when you hear multiple doses of a vaccine, right? What does that remind you of? I'm thinking of anthrax, right? Oh, yeah, you need to get six shots of this anthrax vaccine before you go to war because we've never seen it in the Middle East, but there was this guy who sent it in envelopes to, oh, yeah, fear-mongering nonsense, and now you have to buy multiple vaccine doses or be able to – no, I'm just not buying it. Um you know what? This is I, I don't know if I can do this not seeing the, the show, seeing the screen. Like this is this is just really weird wigging me out. Um I let me get my phone back. It's it's been <laughs> while we've been screwing around, it's up to five percent. <laughs> so you know, Adam, real uh, quick, uh just to yeah. just to just to let you know, I believe I'm I really, can snort camera's I believe what? I can. I believe I can snort anthrax and survive. I've had that much anthrax shoved into my body, so <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. But yes, no, Adam, I, I I would love it if you do it from your laptop with a good microphone and divide the screen. That would be the best way to do this broadcast for sure. Um, you got to just trust your executive producer. To know when you need some nose picking time and some uh, some. You want me to pull it up in a. So you want me to pull it up in a different browser or in a new new window? Uh, a separate window and divide your screen in half. So half Streamyard, half your windows for your news story. That would be the best way to do this, and then you could watch everything as it goes. And in fact, I would say you should log in as a producer code, like Jim does. And so you can actually see everything we all see. Just just so you know. So even you could control it if you really wanted to. If you were all like, right. I, I got to take over here. Let's try it. Wait, I can just close this. All right. Isn't this camera a lot worse than the phone, though? This is no, like the um, microphone is. Like, if you could connect your good mic to your laptop. The microphone's worse. Yeah, this would um, be... Well, we can't because we got the good microphone to connect to the phone and then never used it. <laughs> yep. I, and this, this is where we might... We need some, like, technical the time. Audio, is the audio not passable here? No, it's, it, it's delayed yeah. again. It's delayed again. Yeah, all right. So let's just go back to the phone, and if we want to play with this, we'll do it. We'll do it after the show. And now it's good again. It it, it throttles basically. But yeah, no, as I agree with Matt, it's a good thing that Roger Stone had to uh, to take a, a, another week. You know, I, I, I we you know we can get this stuff hashed out. But again, I would still tell you, 
the best way to do this is on your laptop with half the screen. But uh, all right, so you're off there and you're back here. We will get this figured out one way or another. One way or another. All right, now you're now you're that way. I mean, we could watch this from both angles if we really wanted to. Um, since we can make it entertaining for people. Let's see the delay in data. And, and oh, there's Adam. Yeah. All yeah. right, we're, we were in Adam's platform. All right. All right. We're back. Well, I'm really, I'm really kind of worried about my phone here if it's it shouldn't have been draining that fast there's i gotta i don't know i wasn't doing anything but i gotta figure out something someone's up with the site i didn't have call forwarding on someone called me during the show so that was fun um but all right the rest of our headlines let's just jam through this um from axios.com fauci COVID 19 is almost your worst nightmare the unique characteristics of this pandemic may not allow people to completely eradicate it, but public health measures and good vaccines should bring very good control. Driving the news. We are living right now through a historic pandemic outbreak, and we are right now in a situation where we do not see any particular end in sight, Fauci told a panel hosted by the not-for-profit TV Alliance. As he said, quote, it's the perfect storm. We often talk about outbreaks and pandemics, be they influenza or other pathogens, that have to have a few characteristics that make them particularly formidable. Well, this particular virus has that. For a public health official, this is almost your worst nightmare. I, I, mean, I don't know what else to say about it, but at some point, do you just completely discount all of this? Like, did you just, at some point, you go, this is just ridiculous fear mongering. It's not like the, uh, the, the justification jumping we've seen, right? First, it's flatten the curve. Then it's eradicate the virus. Then it's wait till we have a vaccine. Now it's almost your worst nightmare. It gets worse. We go to the hill.com. DC mayor issues order requiring masks outside of home. I'm sorry. I've still got I've still got the extra window pulled up here on my laptop. I can't like I can't find stuff. Um, Washington DC mayor Muriel Bowser issued an executive order Wednesday requiring residents to wear masks outside of the home as the city battles rising coronavirus cases. Basically, what it says is if you leave home, you should wear a mask. This means if you're waiting for a bus, you must have on a mask. If you are ordering food at a restaurant, you must have on a mask. If you're sitting in a cubicle in an open office, you must have on a mask. This, the order, which allows for fines of up to $1,000 per violation, won't be enforced on children under the age of three, and people who are actively eating or drinking. <laughs> okay, wait a second. Now, first of all, 
how the hell are they going to enforce this? I mean, it's it's really it's it's really just it's hilarious on its face. You're going to you're going to arrest someone for not wearing a mask and put your officers at risk. You're going to you know demand ID and get a citation if they're so. And, and I love this. It doesn't apply to people who are actively eating or drinking. So it's the wear a mask or carry a smoothie around law, right? If you just you just carry a smoothie, or oh, I'm just I'm just taking a sip every couple minutes. I'm actively drinking or eating. Okay, so just wa- watching government go off the deep end on this. Ah, shoot, I've got why is okay. So I've got the Streamyard thing now, like pop up in the way of my tabs. All right, so. Next story, President Trump was maskless in the lobby of his D.C. hotel. The city plans to investigate. Yeah, this is the showdown that they're setting up. So, sorry, going back, about the law itself, a $1,000 fine. What happens when, they, when, when someone goes to court and says, uh, well, I was eating? Can you prove that I, wasn't, I, was, I was not actively eating or drinking? Or can you prove that I don't have uh, a medical condition that, you know, is on the list of, of exemptions, exemptions where, you know, making wearing a mask would make it worse. So now the showdown comes over the example of Donald Trump himself. And this is where I, you know, I think the overall narrative of he walked right into the trap is really the most applicable. The president's maskless appearance at Trump International Hotel this week in apparent defiance of District of Columbia coronavirus regulations caught the attention of local authorities who inspected the hotel on Wednesday to check for compliance with city rules. The investigator found no violations at the time of the visit, but the agency pledged to continue monitoring the hotel. A district mayor, Muriel Bowser, a Democrat this spring, ordered people to cover their faces while in the lobbies and common areas of hotels and to maintain six feet of distance from others in an effort to limit the spread of novel coronavirus, where President Donald Trump did not wear a mask while greeting GOP congressional candidate Madison Cawthorn on Monday at his downtown Washington hotel, according to video of their interaction, nor did multiple guests standing near one another uh, in the lobby, the video shows. Which reminds me of, uh, you know, my favorite quote from Richard Dixon. Well, if the president does it, that means it is not illegal. So there is going to be uh, there's going to be a fun showdown to watch here in D.C. when it comes to who is uh, who's going to win this in terms of is it is it Donald like and what who's going to go to court first about this? Because the re- I mean D.C. super liberal super we got to remember residents of D.C. city council mayor Paul, everything. Super, super liberal. If they have this as the excuse to go after Trump, it's going to be really fun to see Trump try to defend himself in court over this or to see do they go after some individual first, right? Because they issue an order, doesn't actually get tested until we see a cop issue a citation and to see it go to court to see someone then fight that citation. So, in another legal showdown sort of uh, update story to something we covered before, 
Soros-backed prosecutor doctored evidence taken from McCloskey home to justify felony charges. Sounds like a pretty sensationalist headline. Now, if you're thinking, if you remember this name, McCloskey, yes, we're talking about the infamous Ken and Karen waving guns around. Holy crap, I didn't notice this. Ken is actually barefoot in this. Is he wearing socks? He came out. Did you look at the store? Look at this. He's either barefoot or wearing like kind of skin tone socks, waving the AR around. And you know, first of all, in this, it's it's this is from DefiantAmerica.com. So they're taking a very uh, pro Ken and Kara Karen position in this. Now, doctored evidence is a bit of a stretch. And I, I looked, I, I looked at the headline. I was like, holy crap! Do we have to come to their defense here? Um, it has been revealed that St. Louis authorities doctored a weapon taken from Patricia McCloskey following the raid of her home to build a felony case uh, against she and her husband, Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner, who has been funded with large donations from organizations bankrolled by progressive billionaire George Soros, ordered that a firearm taken from McCloskey be reassembled in a crime lab to build her case. Patricia McCloskey and her husband, Mark McCloskey, are being charged with felonies for standing up to a violent left-wing mob outside of their home. Well, that's not, there's, there's so much, it's funny how this has become a, can't we all just laugh at Ken and Karen together and move on? This is like, this has become a really silly case where liberals and conservatives are, are both embarrassing themselves. So the case they're making, the firing pin spring was placed in front of the firing pin within the gun, making the weapon inoperable. The state experts had to put it together correctly in order to get it to fire. Now, the assistant circuit attorney, or sorry, so there's a quote here. This is from the crime lab experts. The firearm could not be test fired as submitted. At the request of assistant circuit attorney Chris Hinkley, the firearm was field stripped and found to have been assembled incorrectly. The firearm was reassembled properly, test-fired, and functioned as designed. Not designed, but whatever. Attorney Joel Schwartz, who is representing McCloskey, said that his clients purposefully misplaced the gun's firing pin and that it could not fire while she was waving it at marauding rioters near her home. No, no, sorry, not believing that. As the this is the attorney, it's just starting to learn that law that a law enforcement agency altered evidence in order to prosecute an innocent member of the community. The McCloskeys are expected to be pardoned by Missouri Governor Mike Parson if they are ultimately convicted of a crime for defending themselves and their property. Now, this is, okay, just, uh, this is coming from a super pro-Trump website. So, you know, it, it, any, any socialist source we're going to have to question. And, 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 you know, if you're pro-Trump, it's fair to assume that you're pro-socialism, obviously. Um, so, you know, what, with an innocent member of the community, what are they being charged with? They don't even say here. I mean, what a crappy article. But they're not even saying what they're being charged with. 
so like I'm not I'm not trying to cover the story fairly or accurately. If I if I was, I would have done my homework and I would look what what are they actually being charged with, right? Because there's there's you know they no victim no crime, right? Someone was walking by their property. They they could you know did they fear for their lives because these weapons were being pointed at them? Are they they're going to get charged with a threatening or brandishing? They're standing on their own property, and that's a bit of a stretch. As a libertarian, as someone who believes in the non-aggression principle, you know, are you really addressing a real crime here, going after these two individuals? Um, you know, and by the way, they're not going after them for what they should be going after them for, which is the, the, the threatening and, and you know irresponsible firearms ownership. But I'm sure the charge has to have something to do with that. So they have to prove that it's an operable weapon. Now we're talking about these these people who are really, you know, what they did is is kind of indefensible, right? To even standing on your own property to brandish a weapon to to point it. This is a violation of basic gun safety, you know. Never point a weapon at anything you do not intend to shoot. You know, and it's the same thing like just in basic you know, military home defense tactics. You know, you don't just it, it, wave the gun around at people who might attack you. No. And so, now, I don't know if they're talking about the the AR here or if they're talking about the, the handgun, because apparently they're talking about the handgun. But if they're talking... Now, now, I'm not any kind of firearms expert. I'm certainly familiar with ARs from owning a few and being in the Marine Corps. Is there a spring and a fire, you know, on a, I'm pretty sure on a pistol, like the one she's holding, we're not even talking about a firing pin and spring kind of device. We're talking about a hammer yeah, yeah. On, on, a, on a gun like that. Like, it, it, and I'm, I'm looking at, at, at all the pictures I've seen of this handgun. There's nothing to suggest that it's something special. They would have a firing pin and a spring. What weapon has a firing pin and a spring? The AR that Ken is handling, not Karen. So there's just so much wrong in this article. But in order to defend this, I mean, what do our, you know, what do our socialist friends at DefiantAmerica.com have to say? That this was their way of putting the weapon on safe? Like, no, no, that's that's not a thing. Oh, yeah, we put the gun together incorrectly just so that we wouldn't fire it at these protesters that we were aiming at. I mean, I get it. You're the defense attorney. You can say whatever ridiculous thing you want without it, you know, being something that your your clients are held responsible for. But, yeah, just kind of funny that this is now being that uh, flashpoint of an issue. Next story, got to give you guys a little heads up on. Kanye West needs help, but mental health laws make it tough to intervene. Yeah, so it turns out his short-lived bid for the presidency in 2020 was more just one of his uh, manic episodes as part of being bipolar. This is being uh, pretty openly discussed now. Even his wife, uh, Kim Kardashian, is it Kim Kardashian or Kim Kardashian West? Did she change her name? I, I, the, the headline here is uh, on, on one of the other stories. Kanye West is he's trying to divorce Kim Kardashian in the latest tweet. I assume then she, she kept her her last name. Um, so 
I, I tweeted about this today and just said, is it okay to make fun of someone for mental health issues? You know, just even if they're a public, or just uh, because they're a public figure. See, now my phone is working. It's charging. Yeah, I was right. It was just the cables because they didn't plug it into the new thing. It was draining instead of charging during the show today. My bad, everybody. Sorry about that. All right. So uh, the story that, 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 that led me to this was kind of interesting. A thought experiment. If we were told that Kanye's behavior came as a result of early uh, or of untreated early onset dementia, would any of us still laugh? Why is it different when it emerges from a well-documented psychiatric condition that also affects the brain? Kanye received his bipolar disorder diagnosis in 2016. According to interviews with the rapper, the condition is a mood and thought disorder that cycles between high highs, manic states, and low lows, depressive states. Psychiatrists consider it to be one of the deadliest mental illnesses because of its high suicide risk, which is 10 to 30 times higher than the rate of the general population. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to deconstruct in this, but I just thought it was a, it was an important perspective to uh, to keep in mind with all of this. So, you know, we're going to cut tomorrow. We'll get into what's happening in Portland, those stories there. Ghislaine Maxwell, we've got a couple updates on that. But for today, let's wrap things up with our contest. CJ, if you could play that. Oh, and what are we going to do in the in the post show today? We are going to play the uh, all the reasons that Trump is racist, all the quotes, all the racist quotes. We're going to have an examination, but based on the Adam versus the man definition and perspective on racism, we are going to definitively answer the question: Is Trump racist? CJ thinks he can make the case. We're going to get to that in a few minutes here for a patron-only post show. But let's wrap this up. So we're going to do a uh, – we're going to get our contest clip again. We're going to hear our answers to that. And then we are going to go to good news while we get our last uh, last answers in and uh, put a bow on this one. So, CJ, if you could get us one more time. that there is going to be a day where there's going to be a female in the White House as president. And how, how do you feel about that? I wouldn't vote for her. You would or wouldn't? Would not. You would not? No. Why it's, not? For many reasons. I've written an article about that in my former magazine. You'll have to find out my reasons there. Yes. The magazine is the objective. Would you not vote for her because she was a woman, even if she were better qualified than any man? Uh, if we had fallen that law, I might. That law? I think you have a very, very I'll low opinion of women. Let me answer this. Uh, it is not to a woman's personal interest to rule men. It puts her in a very unhappy position. I don't believe that any good woman would want that position. So, so you just you are essentially against leadership positions for women, then? No. Oh no. A president is not the only leadership position. There are senators and congressmen and. And any... it's all right for you if they run and be elected. Oh, certainly, and I vote for them. But in, uh, wait a moment. A commander in chief of the army, a woman, I think is unspeakable. Very, very interesting. All right, so get your answers in here. The first contest question is, who is the speaker? 
And I think that that is proving to be challenging enough. Did we have any funny wrong answers? Uh, that one I just showed up. Yeah, sounds like he says Ivana, but Ivanka Trump. Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought that was a joke answer. That, that was all right. He just said it sounds like her. He didn't say he actually thought it was. Her. Right. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah, and then if you can guess the show for a tiebreaker. Do we have any right answers? We have some right I assume we have a couple right answers. Yeah, we got some right answers. The very first person, I assume, that gave the full right answer would be the winner, or do we do a tiebreaker for them? Because there's well, a couple do, people that got the right And And we don't have any tiebreakers already in their answers. They're all, they, they each gave the name, the show, and the year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, three people with the right two. All right, we can do two. We will. We let. Well, since we since we've already gotten into this, let's go ahead and declare them both the winner, and and go ahead and say what the answer is. No more. So we're not, I'm not taking any more submissions, because I because I'm I would bet that those those people those those both who got the right answer identified the speaker, and then looked up the show on the date, right? But they both got because they both got the date. Do they? They both got the date for the exact date correct? Uh, well, they got the year. They didn't do the whole date. Okay, they both got the year correct. Right. All right. Well, I, well, either way, we'll give it to both of them. So go ahead and let's announce our winners. Okay. Here are Dylan Johnson, Ayn Rand, Phil Donahue Show, 1976, and Stephen Sloan was our other winner. Ayn Rand, Phil Donahue Show, 1976. All right, and hey, there's some juicy material in that content that I did not respond to, as you, as, as you might have noticed. Maybe we'll get to that in the post-show as well. I think CJ really wants to discuss this. CJ, yeah, okay. It, it, it was 1968 to 1979 to 96. Oh, wow. wrong. It was 1968, closest one by date. So uh, I would, yeah, yep. I messed that up. Why did I... All right, all right, so we got one winner today then. Congratulations to whoever it was that had the year closest. I know CJ really wants to get into that. CJ wants to present the uh, the Donald Trump is a racist uh, clips. So before we get to that, we'll just wrap things up with uh, Good News Network, Good News in History for July 23. Really I mean, interesting. They, they go, go starting with Tiger Woods. A fan. Uh, one way or another of, of Tiger Woods. But, uh, you know, I, I see this picture here, and it's birdies for the brave U.S. Army. A lot of pro-militarism in the way that sports uh, are, are presented because of the way that the military has, um, well, you know, like all of the uh, with the national anthem and, and flag stuff that they used to do. I, I guess I can say used to because we're not having games anymore. But they have football games. Like, all that was paid for, and they made it look like it was just the NFL was so inherently pro-military and pro-troop. But, no, it's it's uh, it's a bunch of corruption there. Anyway, in, 20 years ago today, Tiger Woods became the youngest golfer to win a complete Grand Slam. I, I don't even know what that means. Like, Grand Slam is like multiple golf tournaments, something like that. At age 24, he held all four modern major championships simultaneously, the U.S. Open, the British Open Championship, the PGA Championship, and the Masters. He won the British Open that year at St. Andrews with the best score ever recorded, 19 under par. His father, Earl, a former Vietnam War lieutenant colonel and a former formidable amateur golfer, 
first lost his son in a golf match when Tiger was 11 years old, even with his dad trying his best. He lost to the boy every time after that. That's a nice family legend. I doubt it's true. Now, the funny thing, it, you know, everybody, like, what do I know Tiger Woods from? The divorce story. Like, if you're not a sports fan, what do you know Tiger Woods from? The tabloids, right? The, the personal headlines. And, you know, you step back and you can kind of appreciate really what what he's accomplished here, separate from any, you know, personal judgment. And I, I really appreciate this just summation. After personal problems and a divorce, he dropped to 58th in the rankings. But in 2013, he cu- climbed back to number one. An injury followed, but with back surgery, Woods recovered and just won his first major in 11 years at the 2019 Master. Masters. What? Like, pretty significant comeback. All right, back to more good news, more broad, bigger good news. On this day in 1904, the ice cream cone was invented by Charles E. Menches on the occasion of the Louisiana Purchase Exposition in St. Louis, Missouri. On this day in 1967, the first successful liver transplant was performed by Dr. Thomas Starzl at the University of Colorado on 19-month-old Julie Rodriguez, a cancer patient who lived for 400 days with her new liver. On this day in 1974, democracy returned to Greece as military factions, which forced him out, invited the prime minister, former prime minister, Konstantin Karamanlis to return, and huge crowds gathered to greet him at the Athens airport as jubilation arose in the streets. On this day in 1982, my birth year, more than 25 countries joined together to end commercial whaling following more than a decade of public pressure with major whaling forces like the U.S. becoming strong proponents of the anti-whaling convention. Now, it's funny sometimes reading the goodnewsnetwork.org good news because it is from uh, a sort of mainstream, unquestioningly statist perspective. And, you know, I would never I would never say that it's bad news that governments came together to end commercial whaling, but I would promote rather that the good news is in terms of ending commercial whaling was not governments stepping in and taking credit for what the free market had already done. No, it was the invention of electricity and its application for indoor lighting that led to a precipitous drop in demand for whale blubber as a means of making candles and and creating oil gas lanterns to light homes that essentially put an end to the widespread practice of whaling. However, you can't argue with birthdays, and it is worth pointing out today to say happy birthday to the actor Daniel Radcliffe, who is 31 years old today, who was cast at age 11, as you know, as Harry Potter in the debut film, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, a movie which I thoroughly enjoyed but had disappointingly little to do with philosophy or getting stoned. Uh, but congratulations to Daniel Radcliffe uh, at, at uh, nine years younger than me, certainly way more accomplished, not that I'm comparing but just last night I was listening to, you know, Kyle Kinane's stand-up comedy. He is one of my favorites. You've heard me reference him several times on this show if you're a regular listener. Kyle Kinane, uh, 
you know, he's he was talking about how proud he was at, at age 38. Finally moved into my own home. You know, the, you know, right before this, you know, I, I was kind of embarrassed, you know, living, you know, living, uh, you know, well, I just wanted a place where I could pee with the door open. Because, you know, before that, with roommates, it was kind of awkward to have a roommate come to you and go, hey, man, why don't you close the door while you're urinating? You're 38 years old. Get your shit together. Uh, to which I had to reply, uh, you're my age. You're living with a guy who pees with the door open. Maybe you should reexamine your life as well. And Kyle Kinane is a lot of good. I'm, I'm never doing justice and trying to quote him like that. But um, he, he was talking about one of my favorite. All right, you know what? I'll save. I'll save it for the post show, and we'll play the actual bit. We're over time. Join us on Patreon right now. In just five minutes, we will have a private show going for Patreon only, censorship free, for just one dollar. You can join us there, patreon.com slash Adam versus the man. Help us, help us, please. Not just a dollar. Become one of our producer club members for $10 a month. Help us get a better internet connection out here, up our production game, and take this show to the next level so that we don't have clumsy shows like we did today. Thank you so much. Peace and love, y'all. Choose happiness and be excellent to each other. 